Farmers in the Harvest. This podcast is a weekly conversation about the gospel and the work that God is doing through those who labor for him. Now, your host, Kevin Fulcher. Hello, this is Kevin Folger, and I want to thank you for tuning in today to our podcast, Labors in the Harvest. And if you're a regular listener, we sure appreciate it. And if you take a few moments to let someone else know about this podcast, it'd be a great help to us. We're on all the major outlets, and so any place that people kind of catch podcasts, they should be able to find Labors in the Harvest. And again, we appreciate you being a part of today and listening to this particular episode. It's my joy to have with me a special guest today, and um, this is my son, Andrew Folger, and um, he is my youngest son. I have three sons, and Andrew is our youngest, and he's currently serving as an associate pastor in Indianapolis, uh, Indiana at the Lighthouse Baptist Church. Andrew, thanks for being here today. Well, it's good to be with you. All right. Well, I thought we'd just take a few moments uh, in today's episode, and maybe we'll carry over to the next one, depending on how our conversation goes. But I thought we'd talk a little bit about sons following, or at least being in the ministry like their dads. And uh, you are our youngest son. Uh, my middle son, Pete, is also in the ministry. He actually is pastoring the Cleveland Baptist Church, the pa- church that I pastor. Our oldest son, Kevin, is a, a businessman, lives in the greater Cleveland area. And uh, so it's a great joy to have be a father of three sons. And uh, specifically, as we think about uh, young men in the ministry today, uh, sometimes there's some pushback against kids that grow up in a, in a household where uh, dad is in the ministry, and they get to the point, maybe they see or they get disgruntled or they get uh, jaded, as it were, about ministry and don't want to have anything to do with it. But that hasn't been the case in our family, and we're very grateful for that. Uh, Andrew, is there, as you think about growing up in, in the home that you grew up in, and you could be brutally honest if you want to be, but... <laughs> Uh, can you think about uh, kind of anything as you were growing up? What, what did you see in our home as you were growing up that say, you know, I'm not opposed to ministry or I'm not, uh, there's nothing here that I would make me want to turn away? Yeah. Um, you know, as I think about, of course, the home that we grew up in, and of course, I know the church played into this as well, but it, there was definitely a joy um, that was surrounding ministry. And um, I think, you know, a lot of times when you hear someone that, that, kind of rejected ministry because their parents were in it because there was, you know, hardships that they had gone through. And I'm not saying that we never went through difficulties in the ministry, but certainly that in our home, it was always joyous. Um, you know, uh, you guys rejoiced about what the Lord was doing in the church. And um, and then I think there was involvement um, that we were able to be involved in ministries. Of course, I remember working in the bus ministry early, you know, I think sixth or seventh grade and just kind of growing up in the ministry and being able to be involved in those things was a great blessing. I, I was thinking to some of the, the times that um, that I look back at, um, missions conference was always one of my favorite times of the year um, because as staff kids, what we called ourselves, we were able to hang out with the missionaries, meet their families. And so I think there was also some extra benefits, you know, um, being in the ministry that I, I know you guys helped us to understand and see that these were blessings because we were in the ministry. So. You know, and um, and so those those are some of the things. Certainly, there's there's many things that I could talk about, but uh, some great blessings that that we had as a result of of being in the ministry. Um, and you guys made that very clear to us at home, and, and allowed us to see the blessings of that. You know, well, there's no question, and uh, you know, I think 
that I think part of it has to do with what you focus on. Yeah. And uh, uh, there's no question there are hardships. Um, you are, if you're in ministry, you do live in a fishbowl. Everybody sees everything you do. And you know, want to. And sometimes if uh, they can be less than gracious about things when they see in pastor's kids the fact that they're human sure. and like any other kid. And I think part of it has to do with how parents handle that. Yeah. Um, and so we, we, we certainly were far from perfect, but I, I do think that uh, we were able to grow some pretty um, fine young men, and uh, I think the life that they're living now kind of proves that, uh, you know, that there was some, um, I wouldn't say good parenting, but, you know, some, some balanced parenting that went on in our home. Um, you know, you were in the, you, you grew up, of course, to a certain point, and uh, I think you were, what, ninth grade when I transitioned from being like the co-pastor to right. the senior pastor. Yeah. What, what changes did you see, if you saw any, in, as far as the, the level of stress in our home or in, in my life as I transitioned from a guy who was kind of a, a second man helping someone else sure. to being the guy who has to kind of bear some of that burden? Did you see anything like that? Or? I, I didn't notice a ton. Of course, I, I knew that um, I, obviously when you transitioned, there was automatically going to be some extra weight and some extra stress that were on, on your shoulders. Um I think some of the things that were important for me as a young man growing up is that you came to our ball games and that kind of stuff and, mm -hmm. you know, made time. We still took family vacations every year, uh, which were, you know, both Sheree and I and my wife, um, we, we've talked about that in our own home. One of the blessings that we both had were yearly family vacations, you know, those memories, and we talk about those often and tried to continue those with our family. Yeah. Uh, but I think those things are important um, for ministry, <laughs> especially people in ministry, that you do have a church life, and that's important. The kids are involved in that, but also you have a home life. You know, mm -hmm. there's got to be a time um, in which we spend time together as a family, and so uh, that's something that you guys instilled in us growing up. And I think that's important. Something that we try to carry with our kids as well. Mm -hmm. and we try to do special things. I take a day off during the week, and we'll try to make that special if they're not in school, or uh, we'll take them out to dinner or that kind of stuff. You know, we try mm -hmm. to do extra things um, like that just to, to spend time with them, mm -hmm. you know. And so I, I do think, you know, while your workload transitioned, but I mean, I also remember, obviously, for the five years leading up to that, you were doing the co-pastor thing. And so it, it was somewhat of a trial run into that, you know, right. the idea yeah. um, that, um, you know, not much changed, obviously, yeah. the extra weight of the church, but I mean, you were still preaching regularly and and had those extra responsibilities. And so, um, you know, all in all, for, for me, I, I remember wondering, um, going into my ninth grade year, how things would change. I, I remember having that thought process. My dad's now the pastor. Is Am I going to see him less? Mm. And uh, that certainly wasn't, I never had that uh, feeling when we went into it. And again, it was, it was all a joy. It was yeah. a blessing. Yeah. You know? so. yeah, that's that's wonderful. So is, uh, let's talk a little bit about your family um, okay. and, and um, you know where you are right now and what really your responsibilities are. So sure. just talk to us a little bit uh, yeah. about uh, your wife and your kids. Okay. And okay. So I met Sheree in, uh, in 2002 at Heartland, and then we were married in June of 2003. And then we spent, that was the year we graduated from college, and then we spent five years up in Cleveland uh, working in the bus ministry there. And then we've been here in Indianapolis at Lighthouse Baptist Church for the last 12 years, and for the first three years, I did kind of an internship here um, for my, my father-in-law, Dan Titt, as the pastor here, and we spent the first three years kind of working in several um, aspects of ministry, and then in 2011, transitioned uh, more to the assistant pastor role, um, working with, I teach an adult Sunday school class, I oversee um, our Sunday school and junior church ministry, um, I um, work in the financial aspects and do a lot of the accounting here at the church, and um, 
So do several things. Uh, we have four kids. Our oldest will be 16 next month. And uh, then we'll have a fourth. It's kind of scary. <laughs> Hitting the open road, absolutely. And then uh, my next son, Bla- that, that's Carter is our oldest. And our next son, Blake, he is 13 now. And uh, he'll be 14 in July. And then Aubrey is 12 years old right now. And then Carissa is nine years old. And so um, so we have a busy house all the time uh, mm-hmm. between ball games and ministry and all that kind of stuff. We're uh, constantly running, and uh, it's it's good. I, I get bored if I sit around too long, and so um, so it's good. But the Lord has blessed us, and um, we've tried to implement a lot of the things um, that we had at Cleveland Baptist, you know, as far as our family life here, you know, the way we grew up. And, of course, my wife grew up in the ministry. Um, her dad was a pastor her entire life. And so um, it, it's interesting when, when you bring two ministry families together. Obviously, there's different thoughts and uh, different kind of things, but you, you bring those together, and uh, we, we feel like we've took the best of both worlds and kind of put those together. What you do know? you mean? The Fultures aren't always right. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> you know, and uh, so she tries to help me with patience, which is something that I sometimes struggle with. Yeah, you, that doesn't run deep in the DNA of the Fulture home. <laughs> you know, and uh, so uh, sometimes, and then the other thing is, of course, I didn't grow up with sisters. We didn't have any girls. Oh, yeah. I, Outside of mom, and uh, so sometimes she'd be like, uh, "Honey, you're talking to your daughters, you know." And there's a different way that we I interact with my girls than I do with my boys um, because I'm trying to train them and, and raise them differently, you know. <laughs> so she helps me out with that some of that because she didn't have any boys growing up in her family, yeah. you know. So, well, that's that's good. Let's um, we're here this weekend. Uh, mom and I are here in Indianapolis visiting with the family. This is Labor Day weekend, so you guys will get this a little bit later. I think maybe into uh, June or and maybe in, even into July when this podcast publishes but um i wanted to just we're we're kind of at the tail end or maybe not even at the end we're, we're kind of coming out of COVID 19. yeah so let's talk a little bit about how that affects a family um, sure how's in ministry yeah. how did it affect you and your kids uh and the life that you had so yeah. let's let's talk a little bit about that well um so when we at the beginning of COVID, we were in my my daughter that's gonna she's gonna be 13 this year so i took her to washington dc for a um, her birthday trip and so we flew back on that Thursday. Um, the NBA had shut down Wednesday night. NCAA, the tournament, they had canceled. So everything was changing. Our flight was about half full when we got back. So anyways, it, it, we were thrust into this uh, immediately. You know, it seemed like things changed almost overnight. Um, and then right after we got home, my wife got real sick. And um, she developed a cough. She actually had all the symptoms of COVID. So she went and was tested and we waited six days before we got any results. And so, of course, we um, quarantined ourselves at our house. And so there's six of us in the home. <laughs> you know, the kids, had, had trans- they were in school um, every day. And they had transitioned to being in the home every day. And so, you know, for a family, uh, there, you know, there was definitely some extra stress, um, you know, uh, with the kids. There was more, a little bit more bickering. Anytime you spend that much time with each other, you know, there's going to be a little bit, uh, tensions will rise. And so um, we tried to, you know, just think of some ways that we could, you know, I guess you would say redeem the time while we were home. And so we've, we've spent a lot more family time together, which has been a blessing. Um, of course, uh, the church transitioned. Um, a lot of my responsibilities transitioned to more communication, you know, calling mm-hmm. people, texting, um, getting information out through our website, through our social media ch- channels, and of course, a, a lot of digital communication and that kind of stuff. Our Sunday school class started meeting, um, you know, digitally on Zoom on a weekly basis. And so a lot of those things transition, but I, you know, we've tried to, on a daily basis, we'll have the time where we sit down with the kids and 
uh, you know, we'll give them a devotional thought. And one of the things that we've, um, we've told them, you know, we've tried to focus on during this time, um, one thing they're going to praise God for each, each and every day. And um, I think several times we've talked about the idea of the coronavirus, while it has been a hindrance, it's all also been a blessing because I feel like it's enabled us to just kind of slow down, mm-hmm. reevaluate some yeah. of the things that we're doing with sure. our family, you know, mm-hmm. in the home. We have more time to think, you know, have to- more time to be together. So I think there's definitely been some positives, you know, and I think the, that, that's a biblical principle that the Lord allows us positives. You know? I, of course, we have had little kids in our house for, or even teenagers <laughs> in our house for a long time. And so, uh, you know, we're our just our interaction has been with our grandkids, but being a parent and uh, a child going through this, what, was there any fear on the part of your kids of what was going on and how it's all going to work? Or? Yeah. You know, um, I think we tried to shield them as much as possible mm-hmm. from the news uh, mm-hmm. because of all the negativity, but There's I remember a lot of that. <laughs> <laughs> well, I remember, you know, of course there was, there was talk of, you know, possible martial law and, yeah. and, um, I remember going to the grocery store, um, on a Monday evening, um, I, I think it was right after things really shook down, and I was at Kroger, which is our local grocery store, and my wife had sent me with a list of things to pick up. She wasn't going to the stores because she wasn't feeling well at the time, and um, I remember them having like 20% of the things that I needed on my list, and and then I think as a dad, that thought begins, yeah. you know, yeah. am I going to be able to provide for yeah. my kids? You know, yeah. I have the means to provide for them, but am right. I going to be able to get the things right. that we right. need, you yeah. know? Yeah. And so I went to three different grocery stores that evening, between that evening and the next morning, and we stocked up for a couple of weeks. But, you know, just some of those fears are in the back of your mind because it's unknown, you yeah. know? Um, yeah. I wasn't, I don't, I don't know that I was necessarily scared of the virus, but really maybe people's reaction to the virus, you yeah. know, and how they would act, you know? So, right. so yeah. those were some of the things that I had. But our kids, relatively, um, we tried to shield them as much as possible. The older ones, they knew a little bit more about it, but the yeah. younger ones, you know, tried to keep that from Well, having been at, uh, around them here the last few days, they, they seem like... No different than they were, other yeah, than no. just they're growing up too quick. In my my mind, they're yeah. just uh, it seems to me like yeah. there's just uh, too much going on. Yeah. We're going to kind of wrap up uh, this episode, and then we're going to pick up next time. And what I'd like to talk about next time is, uh, you know, we're seeing some young men kind of veer off the path mm-hmm. of uh, being independent <clears throat> Baptist. Yeah. I want to talk a little bit about that and and some of the polls that uh, young men face in the ministry. So we'll come back okay. in our next episode. We'll talk a little bit about that. Uh, this is Kevin Folger. This is Labors in the Harvest. I want to thank you for joining us today. And if you have, don't get the opportunity or have get the opportunity, please, again, share this. And, and then also, uh, if you would, um, subscribe so that when we put out uh, new content, it'll um, automatically uh, be part of uh, the podcast that you listen to. Thanks again for being part of the Labors in the Harvest. Thank you for listening today. We hope that you have been encouraged by today's podcast. If you have been helped, we want to encourage you to subscribe and to share. Please feel free to leave us a comment. If you want to know more about Kevin Folger and the ministry, please visit his ministry at kevinfolger.com. We invite you to join us again next time for more Laborers in the Harvest.